everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. I've never been so grateful for everything that we've put into place. And it just kind of felt like one of those like pinnacle moments, even though it wasn't like a happy time in our life. It made it feel like we had built the team and designed our life in such a way that we could live the life that we wanted and needed to at the time. There's a couple of things I'm like, holy day, like Mm -hmm. I just wish I had like stepped in and I would have not done this this way. I would not spent my money this way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's what's best for them to grow. Yeah. You know, I agree. Just letting it go, I think. Welcome to Hustle and Gather. We are so glad that you're joining us today. This week, we're doing things a little bit different, shaking it up here for the end of the year. We're just going to be talking about 2022 and recap and retrospect and looking forward to what's happening next year. So we're so happy that you're here to listen and chat with us. We're going to go ahead and get started. So let's start at light, like nice and easy and slow. What was your favorite memory of the year? I don't think I have like a specific memory, but I think for me, it's been teaching the class. I don't know if I would say that spring of 2022 was wonderful. I kind of really struggled through that, but I really, really, really loved our students this past fall. And I think there's just, there's been many moments where I was like, wow, this is so fun and so cool. And it's just one of those, I think I'm going to look back on that class specifically very fondly Yeah, because I feel they helped, I felt like they helped us get into our stride. Yeah. My favorite memory is one of my least favorite memories as well. So like kind of takes a little okay. bit of story. It was actually the realization that our team could handle things mm. when we aren't there, when we were able to go down to Florida after our grandfather was in the hospital for the week, like literally just left the same day that we got news and yep. stayed down for seven days. I realized one, how capable the team was. And I was, mm-hmm. have never been so grateful yeah. for everything that we've put into place. And it just kind of felt like one of those like pinnacle moments, right. even though it wasn't like a happy time in our life, it made it feel like we had built the team and designed our life in such a way that we could live the life that we wanted and right. needed to at the time. Right. So that's probably my favorite, like proudest memory. Yes. Yeah. Agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. What about personal? Do you know what my favorite personal memory was? No. Are you going to steal a mine? No. I don't know. Am I going to steal yours? I don't know. What's your favorite personal memory? My favorite personal memory was my surprise half birthday. (laughs) I forgot that was this year. (laughs) Yes, which happened March 16th. It was my 40th and a half birthday. I was literally shocked. Dana had this whole thing set up where it was a styled shoot that was at the Bradford. One of our planner friends was planning it. And fine, fine, fine. She said, well, we're going to do team photos during that time. So we're all going to get ready. And I was like, okay, that's weird that we're co-opting someone's style shoe for our team photos. But whatever, that sounds good. And then a couple of weeks later, Dana's like, we're actually doing hair and makeup, but they only have room for two. So it's going to be you and I. And I was like, okay, so we're going to get our hair and makeup done for the team photos, but not the rest of the team. <laughs> 
I'm sure Dana's like, I'm sure she's catching on. Oh, yes. I had no idea. But then I also remember the last one was there's this band. There's this band. Yeah. Yes. And the planner's husband used mm-hmm. to be in a band and they mm-hmm. need to do some promo videos. So they're also going to use this styled shoot for these promo videos. Right. And because we had to we had to take photos and then we only had like an hour and a half off site. So we had we were like, we're gonna do Bradford photos at four and then we're gonna come back at five thirty when C and D can get back. So then the C and D girls can get back until five thirty. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go with some drinks or whatnot. And they she was like person came to me she's like the band can't set up in that time like they need more time to set up so they're going to be on site while you're doing pictures and she's going to catch on and I was like well let me think of a story <laughs> even driving back from when we came back on site there was all of these people in the all parking cars, lot on these yeah. cars and I was like this is the largest styled shoot that I've ever seen like why are there this many vendors right and it wasn't until like we literally walked through the house and I could see like the lights going from the band playing and I was like what is going on still not dawning that it was even related to me until everyone said surprise. Yeah. It was like literally the surprise of my life. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. I forgot that was this year. And that's how oblivious I am. (laughs) That's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is accurate. I know. (laughs) Yes, 100% accurate. Yeah, that was a good memory. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I had a good time. It was a good party. Um, I don't know. I think my personal one I was going to say was universal. Oh yeah, that was fun. I had like I think it was definitely like it was a high of a of a week like just experience like winning member of the year, chapter oh, of the yes. year. That was like very 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 meaningful and like just an amazing amazing thing and then being able to bring the family in and like just have this wonderful trip and not worry about money and just be like it's, you know, like a oh this is what our life could be like. Mhm. This is what I want it to be like, you yeah. know, and it was like, and it was like one of those perfectly balanced things where it's like, I really got to like go after something that I wanted to do and we got to speak there, but then I also got to bring my family in. So it was like, wow, like I got this, I got this down pat, yeah. like this whole work-life balance, whatever, <laughs> you know, you've integrated so, it. Yeah. But it was good. I had a, it was just fun. It was fun experiencing with the kids. Yeah. That it was, was a fun trip. It was just super chill. Yeah. Like there wasn't any like drama really you know yeah it was just fun me and Sam had a blast we, we put the kids to bed and then we go down to the bar yeah so you were like negligent parents for a yeah, while we were yeah we were like when we get back you better be asleep <laughs> don't leave the hotel room <laughs> but yeah and that's the start of a new story honestly <laughs> so yeah it was great yeah there's lots of great good. memories from yeah, last a lot year of good memories it was a good year yeah so what's something that you did not do this year that you wish you had? Yeah, so this is a really hard question because I don't feel like there's this specific thing that I didn't do. I think that it took me a long time. It took me about really eight months into the year to start living life. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like the first half of the year, I just felt like I was in survival mode. Yeah. Like I was just surviving and and I felt it very like I felt it in my marriage. I felt it as a parent. And I think it just it was just really hard to like get past like where I was. And so I, I kind of I regret a lot of that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I wish I had just embraced where we were and recognized that what we had going on, like I, I could thrive. I could live mm-hmm. a life that I really wanted, but it was just kind of you're stuck in that almost martyrdom. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just so hard. Everything's so hard. And yeah, I don't know. 
a lot of that was depression. So really. you wish you had gotten on antidepressants earlier. Oh in the yeah, year. <laughs> I mean, hundred percent. Now that I'm on them, I mean, it's like game changer. And what I love about it is, I was, I was really hesitant about it because I was on Zoloft before when I after I had Henry. Um, I really struggled after Hen was born, and I hated how I felt on it. And so I was really, so I was like, this is the last resort, last resort. Like I don't want to go on these pills. Like I don't yeah. want to do it. And then it was finally after many months of therapy, my therapist was like, we're only <laughs> getting so far. Yeah, and like, I really want you to try it. So I talked to my doctor and I wish I had known that there were other options out there that made that really, that work well, yeah. you know, for me specifically. So this is the problem with streaming TV. You don't get all those ads, you know, <laughs> you don't know what's out there. Where was my ad for Where was the ad? Tell me it was great. Yeah. yeah. No, I do think that. And then I think that too, I was worried about like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's this mentality of failure that you have to have something like medically altered in your brain to survive life. You know what I mean? Like there's just this, it's not pride. It's not, it's not like, Oh, oh, you're saying, okay, I'm, I'm gathering. You're saying that there is the like stigma of sure. like, there's, you're a failure because you yes. have to have this help to survive life. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's not like a stigma. Like, I don't think like, I don't feel like society puts it on me. I think it's personal. Yeah. It feels like I have failed. Mm hmm. Like, why can't I just regulate my emotions? Like, why can't I just be happy? Yeah. You know? Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, recognizing it's like, you know, like, I have high cholesterol. I literally can't help it. Like, it's mm -hmm. a family trait, mm -hmm. right? So no matter what I do, I can get it better, but it's probably never going to be low or normal. It just is what it is. Right, but sometimes I'm like, is it actually, like, for me, and, I, and cholesterol, I think, is similarly that, but, like, it's all these decisions I made in my life yeah. that got me to where I am here. And yes, it has created this imbalance. And yes, I there's amazing things I can put it back into balance and whatever. But I sometimes I look at it and I'm just like, wow, like what choices did I make in my life that brought me to this sadness that I was experiencing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not, I wasn't natural. I'm not a naturally depressed person. Like I didn't struggle with it in high school. I didn't struggle with it when I was a kid. So it's not like I have this long history of it, right? It all started really after Henry, and and mm -hmm. I, I firmly believe it's a hormonal thing. Like a lot of it's hormonal. Yeah. And like they just never got back to normal after him. Yeah. I don't think I was normal after Ada. I just was pregnant so soon after that. You couldn't even tell. Right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, what do you regret? I guess. Like, what have you not done this year that you wish you had done? I don't know. I don't mean to sound like the majority of the world, but, like, probably, like, take care of myself better, like, exercising more, eating right, like, really prioritizing my health. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's something that I wish I would have prioritized. And I think it's hard when you're not, like, an outwardly unhealthy person. Like, we're not large people. I'm fairly strong. Like, I can – I could – pick up and run if I needed to do that, you know, mm -hmm. so it's not like, but it's all the little things. And I think it would do a lot towards my mental health as well. Cause I think, I think for me personally, just based on my personality and kind of what I've learned throughout the years and some this year is that I personally need to sh show myself that I am worth the effort. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Cause I think that I struggle with being useful to a fault, mm -hmm. like only finding my worth as it is helpful to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then I'll tend to push aside the things that I need to do to make right. myself a better person. So I think probably 
one, obviously for the intrinsic benefit, I just told you I had high cholesterol, that, you know, I would be healthier, but also that telling myself that I'm worth the time and investment, just like I, the time and and energy I invest in other people and other things. Yeah. I think for me, what, and I, I realized this a couple of years ago, I guess it was 2019. I got bad blood work back that I was Mm pre-diabetic. And I remember being like, what? Like, how am I pre-diabetic? Like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not an overweight person or whatever. And the doctor looked at me and she's like, you've just been trained to think that how you look is how you healthy you are. Yeah, And she's like, has nothing to do with the size of your body or how you look. It's literally about like internally, like what your body is processing. And right now it's, you are not, you're not exercising. You're not sleeping well enough. You're not eating well enough. And so your body is processing it's insulin basically incorrectly. Yeah. And you need to change that. Yeah. Which like has nothing to do with like anything else. And it was like kind of like that aha moment. And I think, and I do think growing up in the nineties, like you just have this, if you're super skinny, you're healthy. Yeah. Like that's what health is. It's, it's the, the weight or the size of pants that you wear. And it's just, it was like, that has nothing to do with it at yeah. all. Like literally at all. I know. So it's kind of like unlearning those unlearning habits. Unlearning it. Yeah. And saying like, okay, like, and going back to like, how do you feel? Yeah. Like, like listening to it. Listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So that's, that's what I would, that's what I'm going to change for okay. 2023. So what would you say, and maybe this is the same answer. What did you struggle with last year that you want to conquer or embrace further in this coming year? Well, I mean, I guess, I guess I could say like the latter end of that, like mm-hmm. really focusing on what I need, what my body needs, what I need to be the best version of whatever I'm doing at that time, you know, boss, teacher, mother, sister, partner, et cetera. So making sure that I am prioritizing. Yeah. I think for me, I struggled with letting go Yeah, of a lot of things. And I want to embrace that much more in the coming year. And I think it's, it's all encompassing. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, I can't let go at work. Or I can't let go personally. It is all of it. I struggled with just accepting what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if it's like a character flaw or a, what, what makes it me, me, but a lot of it is, and I, we talked about this a little bit, how I just don't let, I don't believe like life is just going to like happen. Like I'm going to make things happen for me. But what that does is, it makes me not being able to let go of anything when the universe is just like, this is just how it is. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't going to change. You just need to like get on board and like understand that this is what it is. And I'm like, no, no, I don't like that. I want to change it. Like, but no, no, like you can't. So it's really more like understanding you don't have control over all of the outcomes in your life. I don't have control over other people, which is what it is. true. Right? Like, (laughs) because where I feel like I need to let go of is I need to let go of my expectations on like certain people and you like go of expectations of like my kids and like mm-hmm. go of expe- expectations of my husband and not necessarily they shouldn't have expectations, yeah. but like letting go of what I think it should be and recognizing, but this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And learning how to live in that world. Right. And so for me, a lot of it is like, you know, relationship with my in-laws. Like I've, and I feel like I've started doing this year. Just let it go. Like yeah. I just don't put any weight on it. I don't, I don't care enough about it. And maybe that's part of it. It's just stopped caring. Yeah. I don't know. But (laughs) 
I've let it go. Like, I don't need to talk about it. Like, I don't need to process it. I don't need to be angry about it. I don't need to be sad about it. I don't need to have an emotion about it. It's just what it is. And I firmly believe that it will, it will come to a head at some point and it will become something, but because they're not going to like how I behave, right? And I think when they have questions, you can just refer them back to this podcast. I know. They're mentioned often and maybe it'll provide some insight (laughs) into what's going on in the present. Right. (laughs) So I think that, and then like letting go of things that work too, like just letting go, like letting go a little bit of the control and letting, letting the team fail slightly Mm -hmm. enough to where it's not detrimental, but to where they've learned lessons. Yeah. And that's been, it's been hard. There's a couple of things I'm like, holy day, like Mm -hmm. I just wish I had like stepped in and I would have not done this this way. I would not spent my money this way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's what's best for them to grow. Yeah. You know, I agree. Just letting it go. I think. All right. So Elsa has some words for you. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't ask you this question, but I would say the, the transitions in our job role, like I feel like Mm -hmm. we have made great strides in our particular job roles and like understanding our strengths and our weaknesses and like letting go of some of the guilt and servitude to Mm -hmm. those things, you know, and I think that it has made things so much smoother and so much more efficient and much more enjoyable. So I think that for us this year, like dividing and conquering Mm -hmm. and like having, which obviously was born out of a difficult conversation that I thought was a difficult conversation, but like a really reasonable, difficult conversation right. for us. So I was really proud about that. But coming to the conclusion that like we don't have to be doing the same thing all the time. And just because you're not doing the same thing as the other person doesn't mean you're doing less or more. Right. And in fact, we can be better operating in our strengths and be more productive, mm-hmm. which looks at, you know, like happier employees, more profitability, right. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was like a big transition for us in this year. It only took us, you know, 17 or 18 years to get there. (laughs) Uh, But I think it was super helpful. Yeah. Well, it took, it took an element of trust that I think that as much as we could always say, I trust you, I trust you. And they were just words. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until we actually like said, no, I trust you. Therefore I'm going to put this in your lap and I'm going to trust a hundred percent of what, what you do and stop micromanaging you that it changed. Yeah. Because I think there was times we tried to divide and conquer, but we just didn't. We're like, I don't, I don't like the way you did that, so I'm gonna step <laughs> in. And now it's like, I don't agree, but I don't, I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like I don't, you're you're in the middle of it, so like, what's mm-hmm. my opinion? All I'm hearing is one side of it. You've heard like ten sides of it, so I trust that you made the best choice, and that even though I don't maybe fully understand at that moment, I trust it. It was the right choice. Well, and I also feel like when you're not in the middle of it, you're not like emotionally attached to the outcome. So it actually makes the other person's assessment or like when you go to the person and ask for their objective Mm -hmm. opinion, it makes it objective. Right. Because they're not upset about it. Right. I agree. I agree. And I'd say, I would say we're, we were happier in the job. I think for me, I've, I have to learn how to again let it go because what I what I do a lot of I do a lot of writing like mm-hmm. I do a lot of like presentations yeah. and creating things and I can only do that so much in a day yeah like when I get in at eight I'm super productive until like 11 or 12 and then I, I I just I can't do it like I was looking at something yesterday I was supposed to fill out this thing for OFD and it was like why are you a thought leader and I was like I am <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have no thoughts for that. <laughs> I just made this whole 
presentation and like did all this stuff. And like, I have nothing, I have nothing left in my brain to explain anything. And, and I think I struggle with that because I just want, I want to get it done. Like I mm-hmm. want it off my plate. And I'm like, and I said, you know what? I can't answer this in any way that's going to make them want to choose us. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to like, I'm going to put this on the to-do list for Thursday. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, and letting that go and realizing, you know what, like I'm going to go home, but like, I know that I, I get up at sometimes two o'clock in the morning because I can't sleep because I like, I had this great idea and I'll like type yeah. and work, you know, and that be okay that it's not this standard thing, which is so not me. Like I am so very much, I want to work eight to three every day and be done and close it and be done. And I just, it's, that's, I can't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to produce great content that way, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then also I feel like it was really strides for you. Great strides for you to say, I'm leaving 45 minutes early. Come pick me up. <laughs> like, cause I feel like there was a lot of like in the past, I mean, for me too, like performative busyness. Yes. Like I'm just here for the morale. Right. Right. But it's not necessarily what's best for you or what's best for productivity or what's mm-hmm. best for any of that, but it's just performative presence. Right. You know? Yeah. No. And I, I did, I went home, I like closed my eyes for 20 minutes. I had, I talked to Sam for 20 minutes, talked Mm -hmm. about the day, like downloaded what what needed to be done. And I could then move into like letting go what was going on mostly. I mean, I was still like tied to my phone about the basketball game, but I knew who Henry was going to get picked up, Mm -hmm. you know, I knew all that stuff and I was going to be fine. And, you know, so, yeah, but I I do think that, and I, I think I'm afraid of, of abusing it. So I always have this in the back of my mind. I'm like, can you, can you be more productive? Like, can you just give it 30 more minutes? Mm-hmm. Let's knock this one thing off the to-do list. And then I'm like, okay, now you can go. Yeah. Like, now it's okay. I think it's hard to, it's hard to move to that project-based mindset where nothing's mm-hmm. like a lot of what we do is not time bound. Right. I mean, there's ultimately well, there a time, time bound, but it's not like time bound to like made time, right. Like yeah. to the hour or to the right. day or like, right. there's no real client on the end asking us for something on a particular date. Right. I mean, for you, there are for me probably yes. more, but yes. yes. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. But yeah. I think what made me super proud is I have loved watching you like speak. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're just really good at it. I, I think like- you're very natural at it. And I've really enjoyed like what's so interesting is I feel like before this year, if you would have asked the two of us, like, who is like the networker or whatever, we'd be like, oh, that's Dana. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the one totally. that like, and like schmooze and whatever, but like that has totally been you this year. Like you've been the one that's like gone out and I'm like, I'm going back to the hotel room or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've been the one that has made like these like really great connections with people for being who you are. And I think I'm, I think that's been really neat to watch because I think you've always squashed a lot of who you were around other people because you were afraid of like saying the wrong thing or yeah, probably heard me in the back of my, of your mind, like, uh, shouldn't have said that or whatever. <laughs> but I think that it's, I think I've always held you back in that sense. So it's been really neat watching you become a business Courtney, Yeah, you know, out to the world. Yeah, I, I do. I do feel like personally, I've gained a lot of confidence in my ability to navigate the business landscape. I think it's definitely, and I've always said that I'm much more like bigger picture, more small business minded than I am client focused because I definitely didn't feel like a fish out of water as a planner and whatnot. Right. Like I can do it, but do I love it? No, you know, and you know, some clients felt that and some clients didn't, but I do feel like I have gained a lot of confidence in my ability to kind of forecast and see the future and speak into when people have asked us about their businesses, speak into other people's 
businesses right. and be able to give them. But I think what is garnered is because you see big picture, because mm-hmm. you can talk more business. And I feel like for me, I'm a little more like fluffy, which is shocking, I think. But you've reeled in some big fish. Yeah. Where it's like when I've networked, it's just been like there was no ROI on it. There was no real like return on that conversation. Yeah. Even though like we're well liked and it's whatever, there just wasn't any, there wasn't, there was no real like real, real, real business connection to it. Yeah. So it's been neat seeing you create those business connections and see them come to fruition. It's made me really proud. Oh, thanks. Well, I also think you're a great speaker. I know you get super nervous at the beginning, but I feel like you just like carry it in the moment of it. But for me, I think, I think I've always known this, but I haven't really experienced it in a more, a most tangible way. Uh, your ability to like scaffold information, like in a meaningful way, I think is just amazing. Like even like your ability to like take an abstract concept and make it into something that somebody else can grasp and learn from and rather quickly, I think is, I don't know if shocking, but like maybe shocking, like, but it does make me super proud. I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, like I feel confident to be able to say, yes, we can do that. Or yes, we can deliver on this because I feel like I have you in the corner. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or it's like, I know that she's going to be able to scaffold this in a way that they're going to be able to learn from it, get what they need out of it, whether you're delivering it or not. Right. I think that that's been super great. I've loved teaching with you. Like Mm -hmm. I've, because I've, I've never done that. So I've never seen you in the realm of teacher because mm. we didn't teach together. Right, we did not so teach I've together. never seen you as a teacher. Uh, so that's been super fun too. And I can I can really see your passion for it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was the way that Dana scaffolded our class that allowed us to teach another class. Right. Yes. Yes. Which we can reassess how that goes at the end of next year. I mean, but, feeling better about yeah. it. I still have some punch listings and you get due for it, but... But it was fun to, and I mean, I'm not even teaching the class. I'm teaching our original class, which thank the Lord, like it's already scaffolded out. It's got to plug and plug and chug, um, which is what I have the bandwidth for. But to be able to be asked to teach something on mm-hmm. entrepreneurship was also like super, yeah. a super honor. Cause I mean, you know, I like, like special events and I mean, it's definitely our bread and butter and what we know really well, but it feels fluffy, mm-hmm. but entrepreneurship that's feels legitimate. Right. Yeah. More real. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it'll be a great class. I'm anxiously anticipating it. (laughs) You're anxiously anticipating it? Just the the students. Like I, I wish I had a little, I wish they could give you like a, like a synopsis of who these students are. So I can like walk in with some basic understanding of, you know, who they are. I guess I could. could You could do that. I'm sitting here thinking (laughs) like, why don't you survey them? It's six students. So like get their personality types, figure out how they learn and get kind of like their education history and go from there. Yeah. You can totally do that for that yeah. number of students. But I, what I'm really excited about is the materials that I have that I can't even say that I discovered that was, had a lot of material options to choose from that were given to me. And I kind of went through, watched a lot of demos and whatnot. And like what I'm using, I think it's really, really cool. And it's just yeah. a very different learning experience. So I think that'll be fun to like teach yeah. that, you know, but yeah. What is your biggest lesson that you learned this year that will help you succeed in the coming year? Business-wise, the biggest lesson I learned this year was just because I have created an SOP for it 
And because I have trained them does not mean they understand it. Like Mm -hmm. I just assumed I gave you all the resources to be successful. Yeah. Take these resources and be successful. And I don't need to like necessarily check in on you other than like, how are you doing? You're like, great, you know, but I don't need to like check behind your work because we're not micromanagers. And I realized there are certain things. Is this related to our office manager? Somewhat. I mean, but, but also other things like even like, you know, talking about like when we were trying to like, we work budget stuff with the Bradford staff or whatever, like trying to like talk through those things. And like, I just, I realized that how I think is not how everybody thinks. And sometimes I need to take a pause and say, okay, this is how I've done it. And this is how I'm training you to do it. Like I need for you in your own words to tell me how to do this. Mm -hmm. When are you going to do it? How can I measure your success from it? Yeah. And let's go from there as opposed to just being like, here it is. All right, you're off, off, go do it, you know? Yeah. And it's because it's created so much heartburn mm-hmm. for me. It just makes me so mad and angry and frustrated. <laughs> just frustrated is probably the better word for it. Just so frustrated. I think that will help me be more successful in the coming year, like when we're kind of making these better processes of saying, okay, like this is how I want it to be done. This is the, the end result that I want. This is how I think we should do it, but I want you to look at it. And then I want a week later for you to write your own SOP and let's talk about how we can measure success from it. Yeah. And that way it doesn't feel like I'm micromanaging them, but I also can under, I can make sure it's getting done right as opposed to like three months later. And I'm like, seriously, like <laughs> this is like three months of a disaster. Yeah. Fixing something week at a time is easier than fixing something. Oh, hundred percent later. Yeah. You know? So I'd say business wise, that was my biggest lesson. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I guess kind of similar, I guess, yeah. uh, to, to not assume that no news is good news. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. no news can be very bad news. Very bad news. I know. Like, you can think things are going well, it's and it's really not going well. Yeah. So I guess making sure that you're checking in on even, like, the most, what seems like, straightforward aspects of your business periodically yeah. to make sure that it's, it, things are being done the way that you think they're right. being done. From all levels, like even like even from like I remember when we switched over office managers and I was like, okay, I got to get these things in order. And I opened up our QuickBooks and I was like, why does it say we have over a million dollars in undeposited funds? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, like, so I'm like, holy shit, like what happened? Like, did we do double deposits? Like, this has got to be a disaster. I'm like, why isn't my accountant telling me this is a disaster? And I looked at it and I realized they hadn't even touched them Yeah, since January 1st. I know. And, I was, and so I was like, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like at any point I should be able to pull this up and with have a within two week window range of my profit and losses. Yeah. And I don't have, I don't have any of that information. Yeah. Because like how can you make a decision? How can I make a decision if I, if I don't know where my numbers are, yes. you know? So like even, so like on all levels, like making sure that, everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing and fulfilling their contracts, literally. Yeah. Or I called Courtney. I was like, what are we paying this person for? <laughs> like, I can see how much we've paid her. <laughs> I know. Calm it down. That's what she said. Yeah. Calm down. I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. Same thing. What about personal? My personal. Oh, Lord. Um Part of it is like to ask for help and mm. maybe like accept help when it's offered to you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to do it all on your own. Right. And just to kind of, it's helpful to let people in as to where you are. Right. Because I think I tend to be a little stoic that way. Right. You know, 
I mean, Dana probably knows more like the ins and outs of it on the day to day, but pretty much other than that, like, like even just something I was talking to Dana about this the other day that we were down to Florida for Mason's birthday. And my aunt was like, let me get the cake. And my mom was like, oh, well, we don't have to get, we can get the cake. And I was like, just let her get the cake. If she wants to get Mason a cake, let her get Mason a cake. Like mm-hmm. how many cakes does she buy for a boy's birthday? Probably none, you mm-hmm. know, like just thinking like someone wants to help. Yeah, that's fine. And it doesn't really take away from what you're doing. Right. It doesn't mean you're any less successful. It doesn't right. mean you're any less independent, but just say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I'll probably have to use that mantra a lot next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I think for me, it's not similar, I guess, but it's just, I guess it's kind of similar, but it's very much just say what you want. For a lot of my life, I've been afraid to voice what I want because I've been afraid to either not get it or to be disappointed. Yeah. And I think it's led to a lot of disappointment in general. Like then Mm -hmm. I'm just disappointed. Right. So it's like, you're gonna be disappointed either way. So just ask, you know, just ask for it, just do it. And, and to stop feeling like this crushing guilt about wanting to do something. Like, I feel like whenever we talk about going to like a conference or speaking, it's like, I feel like I'm like a little kid. I'm like, so we got picked up for this conference (laughs) and we really want to take the team because it's like a really, it's going to be a great thing. And it's going to be like a week and like, you know, whatever. And now I'm like, hey, so just so you know, here's my travel schedule for the next three months. Yeah. I've tried to work it around the best I can. I've called in re- reinforcements for here because I see this is a sticky point yeah. in our calendar where you need to be in three places and you can't be. Um, and I've handled that for you, but this yeah. is what it's going to look like. You don't mm-hmm. need to take me to the airport. I'll park my car. It'll be fine. <laughs> but before, yeah. it is like I just felt like I had to, I had to just like kind of shrink a little bit. Yeah. And I was afraid to just say this is what I wanted and this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And get on board with it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So let's close it out here and let's talk about who our major supporters for this year have been. Let's think about like our business. Who has supported our business like unequivocally? I feel and we're getting ready to talk to him. I feel like Dean Ogan. I know. I was supposed to say that was our Rocky Top has Rocky been Top. like such a great partner this year. Yeah. As we've like navigated so many like hard conversations yep. and things. They've yep. just really taken it in stride. Yeah, I'd say Kevin, Vicky, Dean, yeah. all of them like have been like super supportive. Yeah, even to the extent of teaching our, doing our letting us yeah. do their class for two yeah. or both semesters yeah. and coming and they like, provide a huge spread for the girls yeah. and like I feel like they've been super supportive. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd say Megan with like OFD has been super oh, supportive. Yes. Yes. she's that been like personally. like a cheerleader. cheerleader. She's like the best cheerleader ever. She is. Like, love that. Yeah, I would I would agree with that as well. I feel like the girls have been super supportive. Mm-hmm. Like uh, kind of our role has shifted a lot this yeah. year and we're not there a lot. And I feel like they always make me feel like I'm doing the most, I even know. when I feel like I'm doing the least. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when they're asking us about this class and I knew and we, me and you talked about it and we knew that like I was going to be taking it and it was three days a week. Mm-hmm. And it's, so I'm in Raleigh three days a week. And so I more than likely will probably not be coming into the office on those Monday, Wednesday, Fridays yeah. for the most part, maybe popping in an afternoon on Wednesday. But I like, I said, Hey, like, I need to talk to you guys about mm-hmm. this. Like I have this opportunity. This is what it is. And I just want to like, make sure that I want to see if you guys think it's okay. Like, I yeah. don't, I don't want to you to feel like I am abandoning you. Right. Yeah. And they all looked at me and they're like, yeah, that sounds like really cool. Uh-huh. We're, we're fine. We're good. We're great. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. They were just very much like, I think 
they feel like we've created, hopefully, that this a place for them to be successful. Yeah. You know, that they have a lot of voice, a lot of power in the I company. Agree. And I just sometimes say no, but most of the time I'm like, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I think it's been a great supporter of both of us is our grandmother. Oh, yes. She tells us, she tells me how proud she is of us all the time. I know. And I feel like it's one of those conversations every time you have it, you're just like, oh my gosh, like you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Like she's just so grateful for our time. Oh, yeah. And she recognizes that our time is super valuable. And so, she, which I do appreciate that. Like, whenever we're there, she's just like, she feels like a celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, because she's like, oh my God, you're spending this four days with us when you could be, you know, hanging out at, with your family or your kids or working or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought that she was always been a great supporter. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I would say Maggie, who used to work for us. Maggie been, Hendrickson? Maggie Hendrickson. No, oh, Stuart. Oh, Maggie Stewart. Sorry. I feel like she has been very intentionally like reaching out to like connect and support and like show her appreciation and kind of be a cheerleader for big and small life things. Yeah. I feel like on my end anyway, I don't know how you feel. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, I feel personally like I can say the super cheesy, you know, canned responses like my family, like, you know, Sam and the kids, but. I do really actually feel that. And it's not because I have to say it. I, I, I feel like Sam has been more supportive this year as he's like ever been. Yeah. Like he's just been more willing to like pick up kids or just to kind of hold the fort down and, um, and been very encouraging and things like, not like, you know, I'm doing this begrudgingly because you have taken on too much, but just saying like trying to help point me in the direction of like, you do have too much on your plate. Yeah. And what is it that you need to keep and want to keep to create this? And he's, and it's not like he has one opinion over the other. Right. You know, so that's been really great. And then oddly enough, the kids, like I feel like the kids have been really happy this year. Yeah. And Ada, and of course you always struggle with like preteens, right? Yeah. And you're like on this roller coaster all the time with them. Like, do, you, do they love me? Do they hate me? Am I annoying them? Whatever, whatever. And I feel like Ada has done such a good job of affirming me, which sounds so crazy that mm-hmm. I mean my affirmations from my 12-year-old daughter, but like just how much she admires mm-hmm. like what we do yeah. and respects like my job and the time that I give her. Like I think she recognizes yeah. that I could be so many places. I could do so many things yeah. and I choose to spend time. You know, I choose to make as many games as I can and practices and drive her around and she's been so so grateful this year like yeah she's like thank you so much for like making me for like convincing me this is what I wanted to do like I have so much fun like thank you so much for like you know last summer and like all she's like I know it was really hard like and expensive and all that stuff and I'm just like yeah you know it was and yes it was but like you know well maybe we're nine months away from that with Nora I don't know (laughs) yeah I I mean I just I don't know. I feel like it's been like one of those years where it's like, okay, I'm not a total and complete like yeah. fuck up of a parent. <laughs> Sometimes I am, but you know. I agree. I, I, I enjoy I enjoy hearing her talk about me to her friends. Yeah. I do I do feel that way. I do feel like when I hear my kids talk about me to their friends, it's definitely like with a lot of pride and yes. they recognize. I think Mason especially recognizes how hard I work to yeah. provide the life that he has. I don't think Nora's quite there. And Liam. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to get right. there for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
yeah, but I'm looking forward to 2023. I think it's going to be a big year. Podcast-wise, like we're super yeah. excited that we're changing it up for next year. We are. We are going to a season model yep. where we're going to do five episodes with the corresponding conversations with sisters, yep. I believe. F- five or six. Five or six. Kinda depends de- on the season. Yeah, it depends on. And we'll have three seasons. Yep. Um, and our first one will be coming out sometime in January. I don't think we've picked the launch date we yet, but it'll be on building a team. All right? about teams. So we've interviewed lots of people about building teams and different types of teams, yeah. whether it's full-time teams, whether it's volunteer staff teams, yeah. whether it's having part-time. a lot of part-time people, whether it's building a team so that you can live your life or maybe we're looking like, at generational yep, differences to, in teams, Yep, how to like, uh, employ for this next generation yeah. and how amazing Gen Zers actually are. Yeah. Get so on yeah. Board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. Like, I think it's definitely something that we are passionate about. Yeah. So it's been really fun to talk about it. It has been really fun to talk about it. So we're trying to just kind of think about things as entrepreneurs that plague us. Yeah. And really kind of focus on those things. So if you have a topic, like if you, like yes. as a listener, if you have a topic that you'd like us to kind of yeah. delve deeper into, like we would love to hear about that yeah. and we can maybe make it a season. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, cheers to 2022 cheers finishing to- up and mm. all the things that are going to be happening in 2023. I know a great 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 year yep. i think it's the first time a year's ending and i'm not salty about it that is it. true absolutely like last you should read end. you should read all of my end of year posts from 2019 mm-hmm. 2020 mm-hmm. and 2021 every time i post someone's like are you okay and you know looking back it probably wasn't okay and then you can tell the benefits of wellbutrin that's right your neighbor <laughs> <laughs> drugs did this. that's right <laughs> it's so true yes all right all right talk to you later See you next year. See you next year. Bye.